Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, isn't it? It's me, is it you? Yeah. Oh, hey, it's Jake. It's This is Jake, this podcast. It's been a while. I'll admit that. I'll be honest with you. I understand it's been a while. I know it's been a while. You know it's been a while. We both know it's been a while. Um, and it's good to be... It's going to be back. It's going to be back. I'm in New Zealand, and it's uh, the day after Christmas here. I know it's Christmas Day in America, in the United States of America, where uh, everything is still as it was, I trust, two weeks ago when I left. I left two weeks ago, and I, I've, I don't know who I even put in charge while I was gone. Of course, we have the normal people in charge at the top, but I've left some people in charge at the bottom, which is where I'm in charge. Um, well, I wouldn't say the bottom, but let's say it's not the upper middle where I am. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, realistically, it's quite possible that I'm in the uh, I'm in a percentile that's uh, better than the upper middle. But uh, based on the cost of living, oh, whatnot. I'm not I'm not here to complain to you on the uh, the day after Christmas or the day Christmas Day Boxing Day is what it is here. That's what they call the day after Christmas, and we've started to call it that in America. But listen, where this is where I am on Boxing Day, and I, wherever you are on Boxing Day, I hope you're great. I hope you're not getting boxed. Um, or maybe you are getting boxed. I guess on Boxing Day, the people at the top would bring the people at the bottom some boxes of snacks because the people at the bottom would have Boxing Day off because they'd have to serve the dinner to the people at the top on Christmas Day, and then Boxing Day they could have off. And then I guess the people at the top would bring the people at the bottom or the lower middle uh, their boxes of food, leftover food from Christmas, I guess. Here's the food we didn't eat yesterday. And also, here's our Christmas presents from 10 years ago. Enjoy them, boxers. Um, but so anyway, that's that's today's Boxing Day, and that's what I'm doing here in uh, New Zealand, which is, uh, it's, they don't, Australia they call down under, but this, we're still down under down here, that's, that's for sure. But Australia's across the ditch. That's how they put it, across the ditch on the weather. Here in New Zealand, you get the Australia weather. They say the weather across the ditch. I don't think they do that in Australia. I don't think they really care what the weather is in New Zealand and Australia. And that's not to put the Australians down. I just think they, they've got bigger kangaroos to ride. I was going to say fish to fry, but I just I switched it at the last minute. Hey, listen, I'm going to be down here again shortly in February to do some shows with the great Russell Peters. But before I get to that, let's turn on some gig... Oh, hey, how about this? Yeah, that sounds good, right? That sounds good. Is that a little loud? I can turn that down there. Um, I'm going to be in Denver in January before I come back down here across the big uh, pond. Uh, And by that, I don't mean the Atlantic. I'm talking about the Pacific. Um, But I'm going to be in Denver at the Comedy Works South January 18, 19, and 20th. If you'd like to come out to see those shows, Comedy Works, South, Denver, January 18, 19, and 20th. That's a Thursday, Friday, and a Saturday, which are, those are the days that uh, you like to do shows if you're me and you're going to a comedy club, because those are the nights when people go out. Um, And I do want you to come out, but also, then I'm coming across the ditch. Uh, Well, not, well, I'm going to be across the ditch first, which is across the big water and the ditch. And I don't know what Captain Cook called it, but I'm going to be in Perth, Australia with the great Russell Peters, February 5th and 6th. And uh, then I'm on tour with the great Russell Peters as his support act. So you, you, he's pulling the big weight on that show. But I'm, I'm hoping to make 
uh, people happy for a few minutes before he comes out while he's preparing himself. Um, anyway, we're going to be in Perth, Australia. I'm going to start that music again because there's a lot of this. Maybe I should get a little, this is a little more exciting. Uh, yeah, this makes it sound better, doesn't it? I'm going to be in Perth, Australia, February 5 and 6, then February 8th. We're going to be in Sydney, then February 10th, Melbourne, Australia, then February 13th, Brisbane, Brisbane. Um, and then we're coming back across this, the ditch to Auckland, New Zealand, February 16th and 17th. I'm going to be here and then off to Singapore, February 23rd and 24th, February 27th. I'm going to be in Jakarta, February or March 2nd, excuse me, I'm going to be in Kuala Lumpur mm. and then Bangkok, March 4th. And then March 9th, we're going to be in Manila, that's the Philippines. And then our final shows of that leg of the tour are in Hong Kong, March 13th and 14th. And I haven't got these up on jakethis.com, but I'm going to post these as soon as I get back from down under here when I fly across the big pond tomorrow. I'm going to put these shows up at jakethis.com, but you can check Russell Peters' website for links and tickets, and uh, you, you definitely want to go see him. Um, and then you're going to also see me because I'm on that show. Unless you get there late. If you don't want to see me, remember to get there late. But not too late because he goes on right after me. It's going to be tricky to miss me. I'm just saying. Um, but I'm not on that long. So if you don't want to see me, you could be buying a beer or a Russ Peters souvenir mug or T-shirt or whatever he's got. Uh, I, I, I'm excited. I'm really excited to do the show. I've just um, found out a few months ago that Russell and I are... That, we're, we, that he was aware of me, and of course, I, uh, this music has got to stop now, that he was aware of me and I was aware of him, and uh, then he just invited me on this tour, and I'm really, really excited to be a part of it. So uh, I hope that you can come along to one of those dates. I had to just, let's face it, I'm hoping that there's even people listening to this in Australia and then also across that ditch to here. I, I think they're across the ditch, and technically we're not here in New Zealand, which is where I am now, but I won't be here for the month of January because I have to come back and Denver have to get to I get to come back to the United States and be in Denver but that's this has been a lot of talking we haven't really gotten down to anything but I hope you've enjoyed just the ramblations because uh, I haven't rambled for a while and it's good to be back on the rambling air I know that uh, I have gotten a couple of emails from people who who said that they missed me and I missed you too although the podcast you know here's the tricky thing I had a I had a guest cancel and then I had to reschedule the reason we've come down here across the ditches because my father-in-law has died that's my wife's father if you're keeping track at home and so we had to come over here um, f for to be with family and also made a Christmas vacation out of it because uh, you know lemons lemonade that whole thing although we, frankly we haven't drank any lemonade even though it's summertime here in New Zealand we haven't had any lemonade uh, my in-laws like to drink scotch, or I should say my uh, mother-in-law enjoys a scotch, and I have to admit that I've enjoyed uh, drinking a scotch with her in the evenings. Uh, that's it. Everyone else is there, too. It's not just her and I sitting around having a scotch together. Everyone else is there. It's completely above board. Um, and so I have the pleasure of actually <laughs> liking my mother-in-law. And I know some of you don't have that, so uh, not to brag, but I've got that going for me which is nice, as they say. So we've been down here in New Zealand in the summer. We've had a, some swims in the ocean. Cool, cool in the ocean, refreshing. Um, at first, you think you're going to hate it because it's cold. It feels, 
feels like it's going to be terrible. You're just hating yourself, but you've come all this way. You're going to swim in the damn ocean just to say that you've been in the Pacific on the other side. And, uh, and we are on the Pacific side, not the ditch side this trip. Anyway, actually, I think we were on the ditch side uh, earlier in the trip, so I've had to swim in a bay on the ditch side, um, which is the Australia side. And uh, it's cold, but refreshing, and really enjoyed it. Didn't see any sharks, did not get attacked by a shark. Um, of course, they don't have any big animals here in New Zealand. They used to have moas. It's all birds here. Um, it's for the birds, except now they've had possums invade from Australia. They're nearly extinct over there, but of course here they're a pest and they're eating everything and you're supposed to kill them if you get a chance. And also um, the cats, feral cats, are devouring the birds as fast as, well, as fast as they can. And you can't put the brakes on cats as far as that goes. You can put bells on them, but they don't have brakes. Cats don't have brakes yet. And uh, I suppose it'd be cruel to put the brakes on a cat. The cat wouldn't like it. You wouldn't like it. It's expensive to install. The only person who enjoys that is the is the service department where you have the brakes put on the cat because of course they're getting paid by the hour to put those brakes on and then oh cat brake dust I, I don't know what percentage of air pollution is cat brake dust but uh, it's probably significant um, so we're down here we're in New Zealand the land of birds and let me tell you I would have done this outside today but it happens to be raining and uh, so can't I can't take this valuable equipment out in the rain can I no, I don't have a plastic bag. And the birds don't sing as much in the rain. But during the day, man, it's loud. As much as these feral cats are at work trying to eat all these birds, I don't, it's, it's hard to imagine they've made really even a dent in them because it's uh, a cacophony of native birds out there uh, outside my mother-in-law's house. When we're, not, when we're not inside drinking scotch, we're outside uh, wishing the birds would shut the hell up because, man, they go at it uh, day, not night. They're not at it at night. At night, it's dark and quiet, so quiet, and it gets dark like a mofo down here because there's not as many uh, people with their lights burning. And so at night, it is quite dark, and in the daytime, it's quite noisy with native birds. So prepare yourself if you're coming down. <laughs> you don't need to bring a sleep mask, but I'd bring some, uh, I'd bring some earplugs if you're going to be taking a nap during the day. You might be able to hear the rain coming down out there. It's kind of nice and it smells, oh, it smells so good, this rain right now. I think that's, uh, I always get confused whether it's the negative ions or the positive ions that are good ones, but uh, I think, I'm pretty sure it is negative ions now that I, you know what, I, uh, let me look this up. I'm going to pause. You won't notice anything, but I'm going to pause and find that out. Yep, turns out it's those negative ions in the rain. Negative ions cause positive vibes. That's how you can remember that. It's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's the opposite ones. That's what makes it sane, and it's easy to remember. You don't want to remember it because you think they're the same. You want to remember it because the negative ones create the positive vibes. I don't know if you can hear that, but that's some, that's some thunder, which we don't hear that so often in uh, Los Angeles. And uh, we, I was out for a walk with my daughter. We got back out of this rain. We went to see, on Boxing Day, we went to see uh, The Greatest Showman, uh, which is Mr. Hugh Jackman uh, playing P.T. Barnum. I think Hugh Jackman is a is a foreigner from across the ditch, but I could be wrong about that. Look, this is another thing. I'm going to look this up. I'll be right back. Yep, Hugh Jackman is an Australian from across the ditch in Australia, um, but he was playing American icon, icon, iconic American P.T. Barnum in The Greatest Showman, and I, he's also, uh, of course, uh, uh, Wolverine, and uh, I, I can't wait for that, <laughs> the P.T. Barnum Wolverine mashup, but... Uh, 
if there's anyone working on that now and you could send me a link, I would really appreciate it. It's uh, Jake this, Jake at JakeThis.com or JakeThis at JakeThis on Twitter or Instagram, wherever you, wherever, however you find it easiest to send me the Wolverine P.T. Barnum mashup, uh, I would really appreciate that. But we, we went to see it. My wife demurred. She demurred, 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 or demurred. Um, she declined to go see Hugh Jackman as the greatest showman, but my daughter and I went. She's 13, my daughter, and so of course she loved it. It's a musical, and I have a hormone imbalance, so of course I loved it also. Oh my God. Now, now my daughter's back. She's been out in the pouring rain. Really loved it. Oh, she's just come back for the umbrella. She's going out again. Oh, I thought they had the car, but they've, they, they must have been out in that rain. Ha, it looks like I made the right decision doing the podcast and not going for a walk in the rain, didn't I? Ha, that's a triumph for me. You don't need superpowers. You don't need to be a mutant to uh, figure that one out. Um, I made the right choice in doing the podcast. But, uh, yeah, so The Greatest Showman, if you're up for a musical and uh, you like to watch some uh, circus-type performance, I mean, they're not freaks. There is a bearded lady who is my favorite character in the movie, and uh, I'm not sure who played her, but let's just see if I can figure that out. Um, I think you have to go to Hugh... Hugh <laughs> Boy, when you Google somebody, it's like, is Hugh Jackman alive? Yes, he's alive. He is alive. Good God. Um, Do you need to shut your window? I'll tell you something. Uh, oh, my mother-in-law is here. Shut one. Turns out these fools have been out there in the, in the rain at the park, and they all got wet, and now they're... Now they're having their showers. My mother-in-law came in just wearing a towel to see if I wanted to sh shut the windows. It is her house, so she's in charge of telling me if we're going to shut the windows. Now I'm in charge of trying to tell you um, who uh, who played the bearded lady in this uh, P.T. Barnum movie, and I'll be daggone if it's harder to find out than I thought. Um, just because... Uh, I'm going to have to pause this again. Gosh. Well, hello. It's me. I'm back. And it's uh, Keila Settle. And she's an American singer and actress. And she originated the role of Norma Valverde in Hands on a Hard Body, which is a, mu is a musical about a... I think it's the documentary about people who have to keep their hands on a car in order to win it. I, I just... I can't believe that that is a musical, but that was from 2013, so God bless you if you went to see that. Um, and I can tell you that, uh, what can I tell you? She was born in Hawaii, and she is really great in this movie. So if you're listening, Keela, I want to say it's pronounced Keela, but it could be Keala, K-E-A-L-A, Settle, S-E-T-T-L-E. She is just great in this uh, movie, and uh, my favorite. She was my favorite. As much as I love Hugh Jackman, as much as I have a, a hormone imbalance, I feel like a, the, bearded, <laughs> the bearded lady character was right up my bully, as they say here, which in America we'd say right up my alley, but here they say right up my bully because they, they mean boulevard. And uh, that's maybe more explaining than you needed if you're from here or across the ditch, but there you have it. Now you've got it. Um, so, uh, we're down here, we, yesterday, Christmas Day, uh, we watched the news, I love to watch the news down here, um, because it's a country of four million people, New Zealand, and the news, the national news, is kind of like a local news, but bigger, 
you know, with the national emphasis, but it also is, it can be quite, uh, quite quaint sometimes. Like the first day we got here, there was the, one of the stories, not the lead story, mind you, but uh, one of the stories in the first 20 minutes of the news was about uh, the price of kumaras, which are like a sweet potato that they have down here, which, and they're delicious. They don't, you won't catch me bad-mouthing a kumara. Um, so please enjoy the roasted kumaras or mashed if you come down and get a chance to have one. But the price of them is up. The kumara prices are up, along with butter. Oh, my God. And uh, they sell their butter as a big, when we in America buy a pound of butter, we get four sticks of butter. But here, they get a half a kilo, which is a little more than than a pound of butter. And it's uh, one big block. It's like a brick of butter. And uh, the price of butter is up along with Coomeras. So the national news is, is something great, and we watched it on Christmas, which was, uh, yes, a day before Christmas in America, because the, the new year starts early, as the new day does down here. And uh, on the news last night on Christmas, as always, uh, they had the Queen's Christmas message, which you can watch online if you'd like. Queen Elizabeth goes on television. She's got, uh, she did about a nine-minute monologue. She read off the prompter. She's 90-something years old, so bless her. Bless her, she read off the prompter, and uh, it was uh, interesting. It just, it just is, uh, but they, well, I'm not going to say anything bad about the queen, but she is sort of an old lady, and uh, she made a, a pretty great speech. I mean, my mother's, how old is my mother? Hmm, I think she just turned 80, and uh, I don't know, I'd have to prep her pretty hard to get her ready for a 10-minute televised speech. Um, so the queen, the queen did a good job. It's just as funny that that's, uh, that's what you watch when you're on TV down here. But it's funny to me because I'm a stupid... It's funny to them, I'm sure, that we've elected a reality TV show host as our president. So uh, there you have it. There's, there's differences between uh, them and us. And by them, I mean all the people, all the Queen's people. And in New Zealand is not technically part of the Queen's domain anymore, but they're, they're, they're big fans down here. And I, technically there might be some... Um, the Supreme Court-y kind of connection. I can't, look, I can't be bothered to learn all the governments of all the places I go. As you've already experienced, I'm in a basement bedroom at my mother-in-law's house just waiting for some free scotch. So uh, <laughs> you can take my opinions and understanding about uh, world governments with a grain of salt, as they say. And I don't know anything about the price of salt. I do know butter's more expensive and the coomers are crazy. I mean, I'd suggest that you get a sweet potato and wait for this to blow over, but if you must get a Kumara, um, I won't say they're not worth it because they are. And, they, have, of course, they have different ice creams down here that you can get. Uh, they, they sell an ice cream that's called Hokey Pokey, and it's uh, basically got little chunks of sort of like a toffee in it. And uh, toffee, it's not exactly toffee. It's sort of like a toffee. And, man, if you when you come to New Zealand, you get yourself a Kumara, you get yourself some Hokey Pokey ice cream, and then, uh, then sit back and, and send me a send me a text message um, about how much you enjoyed uh, uh, Kiala Settle in The Greatest Showman, uh, because I, I I've enjoyed all of those things. Um, so what was what were we going to talk? <laughs> well, we're well into this podcast, and I don't think we've really talked a lot. I don't know what I really wanted to talk about this episode. Let me, what was I starting to say? I was starting to say I had a guest cancel and my father-in-law died, so he had to fly to New Zealand. To be honest, I could have just sat down in a room and did this at any time, but I've been a little bit, 
I've been a little bit shy and remiss as I think about the podcast and I think about our relationship. And by us, I mean uh, whoever's listening and me. So if this is your first time, guess what? We're in a relationship. And that may be more than you bargained for, but it's, uh, it, there's no head trips. You can do what you want, and we're allowed to see other people. Um, but as I think about this podcast and our relationship, I do, you know, I wonder what it is that I'm doing. And it's, the answer is, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a thing in there where they ask him, what are you, what are you doing? And he goes, whatever I want. Duh. Um, so that is in fact what this podcast is. It is whatever I want. But sometimes I think it might, that might be disorienting to those of you with whom I'm having this relationship because you might be thinking, what, what am, what am I getting? What, what's in this for me? And, uh, I have to say it's really, it, it amounts to a, a relationship with me. That's what's in it for you. So you do get, uh, some of my friends when I can get them by and I do like having guests on and I do like talking to people. I like mostly talking to people that I know or have a little bit of a friendship with, because here's the other thing, uh, then I'll break it to you. Those of you who are listening to this, who I'm having this relationship with, um, there's a significant amount of you, but, uh, but it's not the kind of amount, it's not the kind of amount where I could say to a stranger, Hey, would you like to be on my podcast without feeling like, what if they ask me how many people are listening? Will it be enough? for them. That's what I wonder. And and that's not to devalue you because you're valuable and important to me. I just don't want to have to get in a fight with a celebrity about how important you, my listeners, are. So I've been reticent to ask people who uh, I didn't know to come on the podcast. So I have to get to know them a little bit and then they have to be available. And I don't want to make a big giant deal at production out of, you know, having to make sure that people have got time and get them in a panic. It's a, they're doing me a favor is how I always look at it. They're doing us a favor, really, because you and I are in this together. And I'm trying to do you a favor by uh, talking into the machine. Anyway, so I had had a little trouble booking guests. And then I'd been a little bit also hesitant about just getting on and talking myself. Because is that what this is supposed to be? And the more and more I think about it, the more and more I think. And Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, that I, it's going to have to be just us uh, more often. In order for me to keep this regular, I'm just going to have to say, look, come rain or come shine, I am going to talk into the machine and I'm going to squirt it out onto the internet where you can enjoy it or not at your leisure. That's the kind of relationship we have. You don't have to listen to all of these. In fact, you don't have to listen to the rest of this one. But I do have a list of things that I'm going to talk about. So just don't don't think for a second that uh, that I'm just going to, that I'm rambling on freestyle. I know that that's the way it seems, but uh, no, <laughs> this is me with a plan, ladies and gentlemen. So anyway, there's going to be more of me uh, just doing solo episodes just to make sure that I keep our relationship going, that I hold up our end of the bargain. Of course, your end of the bargain is to do whatever you want, just like Napoleon Dynamite. You don't have to listen, but you can listen to all of them, but I'm going to try and be a little more regular, even if that means just me talking into the machine like a crazy person in my mother-in-law's basement when she comes in wearing a towel to see if I'd like to close the windows or if I need to close the windows. I think I think it was really more of not if I wanted the windows shut. It was more about maybe you should shut the windows because I don't want uh, my curtains to get wet. And I've done that, thank you. And now the rain has kind of abated and the skies are clearing. You'll be happy to know, even though there's not that's not actionable information on your part. It's far too late for you to get here to take advantage of what looks like a few hours of sunlight before it gets dark here on Boxing Day. So I'd, I'd cut out, in, in, in anticipation of potentially doing an episode of the podcast, I've been making little notes and I've been cutting things out of magazines. And, uh, and so I have those things here with me now. And this one I've had for a while that I tore out of 
I think UCLA sends us a health magazine, and this one is implantable medical device draws energy directly from the human body. So you can get these. It's a device. It is. It's actually. I think. Yeah, the super super capacitor invented by researchers from UCLA and the University of Connecticut. I don't know how those two got mixed up together could lead to pacemakers and other implantable medical devices that last a lifetime because the thing, well, <laughs> of course, if they don't work, a lifetime is a lot shorter than if they do work. So uh, the, the idea that they're guaranteeing a pacemaker to last for a lifetime is really a little bit, you've got to read the fine print on that one because if they're talking about the lifetime of the person who's wearing the pacemaker, that means, well, look, it failed, but you died, so it lasted your lifetime. Get a lawyer. I think we're, I think we're in the clear on this. So anyway, uh, these you're going to be able to get medical devices that charge. They're like self-winding, and you put them in your body, or they charge off of. Um, mm, let's see, it's called a biological supercapacitor, which operates using charged particles or ions. And it doesn't really say if they're positive or negative, but we do know that the negative ions come from the rain, and those are the ones that put you in a great mood. But from particles or ions from fluids in the human body, the device is harmless to the body's biological systems. <laughs> How many times have we heard that before? Harmless to the body's biological systems. And it turns out that may or may not be true. But look, at this point, it could lead to longer-lasting cardiac pacemakers and other implantable medical devices. And I have to say that I probably would put one of those in. I'm not going to need one, I hope, for another some amount of decades. I'm trying to take care of my heart. I've got the Apple Watch and I'm monitoring my heart rate and I'm trying not to go too crazy. I'm getting in some better shape. I'm doing some, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I am doing. Um, I'm not finished, I think, talking about implantable medical devices or cyborgs, but I'll tell you what I am doing it to prepare myself for this tour. Well, look, here's the deal. Russell Peters, who I'm going on this tour with, uh, is a, a guy who was nice enough to come out and see my Thanksgiving show in Los Angeles so that we could meet in person. And it was also good for me because I could say, hey, do you think these jokes are going to work? And um, did I say we were going to Kuala Lumpur? Because now I want to I, I believe that it, I am going to Kuala Lumpur. And I am, March 2nd. Do, it, do these jokes, are these jokes going to work in Kuala Lumpur? We're playing Axita Arena there. It's 8,300 seats. That's the type of, that's the type of, uh, stud that Russell Peters is, um, and uh, <laughs> I want, so I wanted to know, are these jokes going to work, and, and he was very complimentary, and anyway, it's going to be great fun, but I know that he's into uh, jiu-jitsu, because I've heard him talk about it, uh, on the, as, as you all know, I'm a fan of Joe Rogan's podcast, so, and I'd always wanted to, I've been interested in jiu-jitsu, and I bought some DVDs to learn about uh, the techniques from the these uh, Gracie uh, brothers, and uh, I'd watched the DVDs, but I hadn't ever been to a class because I, I, was, I was a little worried that, uh, look, I'm a grown man, it's no secret, I'm in my 50s, and uh, I'm not ready for an implantable medical battery-operated device, but I'm open to discussion if that day ever comes um, of implanting a, a, a energy directly from the human body charging device. But I'm not there yet. But I'm in my 50s, and I was a little worried if I, if I took jujitsu that I was going to get in a class with someone who was not in their 50s and who felt like uh, maybe it would make them feel better about themselves to pop uh, a person of my age demographic's shoulder out of joint 
And uh, that's, you know, I'm not even going to get in an imaginary argument with a person who would want to do something like that, um, even though I think that that person is wrong and that's a naughty type of behavior. I also know that it can happen to, by accident. And so I'd been reticent to take a jiu-jitsu class, but Russell Peters, my new friend, uh, said, oh, here's what you do. And I'm passing, this is, some action, this is actionable knowledge. He said, you want to go to a place, you want to make sure, talk to the school, tell them that's what you're nervous about. He said, go to a place where they teach with the gi, which is the, like the, the bathrobe-looking top thing in the pants, because when they're doing the gi, that's, that, those, are, those are not the hardcore uh, MMA, UFC-type fighter guys. They're more classic martial arts guys. And he said uh, they're less likely, <laughs> they're less likely to hurt you in their ze zealousness or zealotity. Um, they're not. They're not likely to be that kind of zealots where they go over the board and, and hurt you. It's the you want to watch the nogi or the MMA gyms. Those are the ones where where you're more liable to get hurt because those guys are training with the idea that they're actually going to be in a fight, and I'm and I'm training with the idea that I'm never going to be in a fight. But if I ever see one, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to know what's going on. And so, uh, so I've been taking some. Uh, I I found a jujitsu place that based on his. Suggestions, and I've been to a few classes. Unfortunately, I had to interrupt my jujitsu studies before my gi came in. You pay uh, the going rate is roughly two hundred a month for you know go as many classes you want, and that at this place they said if you pay three months in advance, we'll give you the gi. So I'm excited about that. I've got a gi waiting for me when I get home. A gi, not a guy, but a gi. There is a guy. There's a guy in a gi waiting for me, waiting to wrestle me uh, without popping my shoulder out of joint. And so. Um, so I'm down the road doing that with the idea that uh, maybe when I'm in, uh, let's see, uh, Singapore or Jakarta, uh, I might go with Russell to a jiu-jitsu class and, and see what that's like far overseas. So, so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, this guy, I'd like to pop his shoulder out of joint. Well, um, you can check jakethis.com or Russell's website for when we might be uh, doing a show in your area and then, and then uh, see if you can figure out what uh, gym we're at. Uh, and and attend a jujitsu class, but please don't hurt me. I'm I don't want to do that. I have nothing to. I'm not trying to prove anything, and I will be happy to help you prove whatever you're trying to prove. So if you're trying to prove that you're tougher than me, please draw up the necessary paperwork and <laughs> meet me after a show. I'll be happy to sign it uh, that you're that I, you're tougher than me. Um, and I hope that's going to be good enough because I I'm, I'm not going to fight you. So it's going to just have to be paperwork. I can do a testimonial into the camera your camera phone. Um, or, uh, or if you'd like to send, just send me an email and I'll, and I'll, and I'll do shout outs to all the people who are tougher than me, uh, coming up in the future. I don't know that I'll actually do that, but just, just cause I'm on my own kind of power trip. That's why I wouldn't do that. Um, so anyway, implantable medical devices, drawing energy directly from the human body. I would do that. I would do that. I, I, I think though that probably, and I said this to my wife before we got married, that, uh, I think someday maybe within my lifetime we're going to be able to download our brains into a um, into a some kind of cyber internet's computer thing and uh, we're going to live forever there i just and i just while here in new zealand listened to an audiobook i'm really telling you a lot of, a lot of uh, this is this is actionable evidence uh, information also i listened to an audiobook that i got off audible and they are not a sponsor but i am a big fan and a longtime user God forbid they throw me a subscription for free. I don't have a lot of listeners, but I think you could afford to give me a free subscription, Audible. 
Um, check them out. They, they got audiobooks and it's great. Um, so I listened to this one, uh, We Are Legion, We Are Bob. It's uh, the first in the series of the Bobiverse books uh, by Dennis E. Taylor. And I listened to that on my Audible uh, account on my smartphone. Um, and I enjoyed that, and, and so the premise of that book, and I'm not, this is not a spoiler alert because you find this out at the beginning of the book, so this, you could base your decision to listen to this book or not, is that this guy, Bob Johansson, uh, fair play, his last name is Johansson, spelled differently than mine, but Bob Johansson becomes a successful tech millionaire, uh, or billionaire, whatever, and one of the first things he does is sign up to have his brain cryogenically frozen, his whole head cryogenically frozen when he dies, and almost the day he does that, he dies, and then they wake him up a hundred something years later, and somebody else owns his brain, and they're putting it into a spaceship as an artificial intelligence, and that's, if he, if he doesn't prove that he's able to do that, they're just going to erase his brain. But, uh, you know, that's, that's the beginning of the thing. And so he, he goes from a rich guy to a brain, disembodied brain that's put into the spaceship. And you see how that turns out. And I'm not saying that that's an exciting prospect, but I'd rather, well, it is pretty exciting. He's exploring different planets and creating clones, brain clones of himself. Anyway, it's worth, it's worth a look. If that at all sounds interesting, and I, I really admit that I haven't tried to, to make it sound interesting, but I enjoyed that book even more than I enjoyed The Greatest Showman, although there was not a, I'm trying to think if there was a bearded lady in it, and in the, in the uh, we are, we are Legion, we are Bob, and I don't think there was a bearded lady, but there's no songs in it at all. But as a science fiction book goes, and, and it, the Audible, the, I listened to it. I, I read it. When I say read it, I mean I listened to someone else read all the words of it into my brain while I was walking around New Zealand looking for ice cream and coffee, and those are not hard to find here. But uh, I do recommend that book, and I do also, I think, recommend for myself getting my brain um, loaded into a computer at some point so I can live forever in the cyberverse. Although I think it's going to be hard to separate me from everybody else in there and that really we're going to join some communal us soup of entities. Although the Bob in the Bobiverse, he's downloaded into his own computer that's blasted into space and then it self-replicates himself and he clones himself. So he, he is isolated, but then he does come back and interact with some other human beings. It'd be lonely. Let's face it, it'd be lonely to be in a computer all by yourself. Even if you had the world's library of everything, you, you, you might lose, you'd miss other people. We're, we're, we're uh, pack animals, human beings, or hive. We might even be hive animals. Animals uh, are like, more like insects than we are not like insects, I think. And so it would be a little bit tricky to get downloaded into a computer and then be just on your own without anyone else to talk to. I think I would miss that. And not just the kind of talking that I do for a living, which is talking to people who all come and sit quietly, for the most part, while I talk for an hour. I do enjoy that, I do, as, as I enjoy this. Look, let's take a look at what's going on right now, everybody. Um, I do like that. But uh, I also enjoy the time when I'm with another person who's, uh, as I'm talking, then thinking of other things to say back to me about the things that I've said, and then I'm listening to them. and. We're having a conversation. I do enjoy that. And that's what some of the other episodes of the podcast are. But believe me, you know that I like that because that's mostly what has happened on the podcast. There's only been a few of these, just us, just you and me, once. All right. We're, I've talked myself into a little bit of a hole. Well, I can't even remember what I was going to say next. Um, but maybe it's time 
maybe it's time to say goodbye because I think my mother-in-law's out of the shower and uh, they're probably icing uh, icing up the scotch right now, potentially. Um, oh, I don't know what I was going to say. What was I going to say? Oh, I was going to talk oh. The parasite or the host, you know, that's a, that's a real question. Which would you rather be? I was, I was, they were making some analogy about parasites and hosts the other day. And, and, uh, you know, when you call someone a parasite, that's undoubtedly an insult to say, ah, you're just a parasite. That's an insult, right? But, uh, which would you rather be? Would you rather be the host and have parasites sucking off of you? Or would you rather be the parasite? and just enjoy little sips of your host um, and try not to kill them. I mean, that would be a symbiotic, it would be parasitic, but also, you know, hopefully be symbiotic in the sense that you'd like to be doing your host some favors, even, even though you're a parasite, you're, you're a symbiotic parasite. Uh, anyway, maybe I'm, maybe I'm confused about what a parasite is, but when I think about which would you rather be, a parasite or a host, I mean, it just seems like host seems like such a thankless you know, I mean, obviously, if you're a host, you're like, fuck, parasites. I don't, now I'm cursing, but I feel like it's fair when you're talking about parasites. If you're a host, then fuck parasites, right? But um, if you think of the Earth as our hosts then, and we're the parasites, then, uh, yeah, awesome. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm loving it. And uh, are we parasites of the Earth or we're just, we're, we're here, we're part of it. We're part of the whole meat meat cycle of the earth. People are going to eat us. People, no people are going to eat us. Probably they could. There's cannibalism undoubtedly exists in some parts of the world, but the odds that you or I are going to be cannibalized and devoured are pretty slim unless we, unless we really take a hard left turn into a dystopian future that I don't see coming, which is potentially possible. Look, we've elected a reality TV show host as president and how long before he suggests, uh, the idea that we all eat eat the poor. I, I think it's I think it's possible with this new tax plan is a little bit of a almost metaphorically eating of the poor. The way the way I see it now, and and, I'll, and I did explain that I am just a comedian, and I'm in my mother in law's basement waiting for some free scotch. Technically, I bought this bottle, but you know what I mean. Uh, so my understanding of politics is is limited, and uh, my understanding of this tax plan is also limited. But uh, it it doesn't look like it's really so great for uh, the people who are not rich people. But maybe I, maybe I'm just buying into the spin. Maybe it is going to be great. Maybe we're all going to get a we're all going to get a bunch of money back, and the roads are going to fix themselves, and we're all going to get some great health care because uh, I don't know free candy or sandwiches. Maybe we're all going to get a free implantable medical device uh, from Facebook. <laughs> that keeps our hearts beating and our eyeballs clicking on ads that uh, Russian oligarchs are placing in our media to help us decide to elect uh, whoever they want as president. And let's face it, um, is it all bad? I don't know. Uh, I think it is, but I obviously have shown my cards in my hand. And if that's not up your bully, you probably already left. So um, I think... I've blathered on enough for Boxing Day here in New Zealand, and I've justified my existence to myself. I mean, I hope that this is something that you've enjoyed listening to, and I hope that you'll be here next week when I promise that I will be slightly, if not greatly, more prepared for. Um, and by next week, I think I'm going to try and have these come out on a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, even though technically today is... Uh, 
well, wait a second. It is Tuesday. It's Tuesday the 26th. It's Boxing Day. So this is coming out on a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Holy shizzy, ladies and gentlemen. I've done it. This is coming out on a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. I'm back in the game. I'm back in the saddle. I'm going to talk to you next Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, which will be, depending on where you are in the world, um, January 1, 2, or 3 of 2018. So, in fact, when I say I'll see you next year, that is no bullshit. Well, it is bullshit. I'm not going to see you unless you come to a show. But if, if you do, I will see you. You'll see me, and I will see you. And if you don't think I saw you and you came to a show, then come out to see me after the show, and we will see each other. I will make a statement right into your smartphone that you are tougher than me, and uh, that's, that's how we're going to do it next year, believe it or not. And uh, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed 2018. I've enjoyed all, uh, all the shows that I did this year and all the, all the fans and, and friends that I have and that I've made, and I'm really grateful for all of those things, even though it's Christmas, it's not Thanksgiving. Um, but it is, it's, it's, been a good, uh, it's been a good year, and I think next year is going to be even better. I'm really looking forward to this tour with Russell Peters and meeting, some internet, meeting and making some international friends on all sides of all ditches everywhere, now and in perpetuity throughout the universe. Don't give up. There will be plenty of time to give up later. Don't forget you can email me, jake at jakethis.com. I'm at jakethis on Twitter, all that other type of stuff. I just found out this is episode 218. <laughs> I just looked it up. Now I'm going to write it down. Boxing. Boxing day. Boxing.